The temperature is nice and warm in the Boiling Point Podcast studio, so come on in, get cozy, and let's enjoy the conversation. We empower leaders through thoughtful discussions to positively impact our world. Our host, Dave Vale, founder and CEO of Vision Coaching, Inc., is highlighting how we can thrive in business communities. Our conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, and inspirational storytellers are shining a spotlight on empowerment. Joining Dave this week is our special guest host, Emily Roger. Let's join the conversation with Dave and Emily. Okay, so Emily. Um, Dave, you should start a tech company. I, <laughs> okay, there's some good, there's, there, there's a reason I should, uh, tech is just not, I just, I, I love it, I appreciate it, but my goodness. Uh, and our guest is trying not to laugh too hard. This is gonna, and we got a good story about laughing hard. We had a bunch of stories about laughing hard. Um, but um, but I but I wanted to start and I just say um, you know we, we a couple of interviews ago we talked about the fact that that um, you believe in being five minutes early to you know if you're five if you're not five minutes early you're you're five minutes late kind of concept right yep and, and you have been um, and and our and our guest who we're gonna she's gonna introduce herself in a moment would totally line up with that and the irony like it's a I rush in and. Of course, I'm I'm late, but I'm I am earlier than the, the thing, and the tech doesn't work, and this that. And I just said we got to talk to Marilyn about this because <laughs> she's gonna, she's going to so appreciate this, and uh, um, I would try my hardest to be you know five minutes early, um, and and it was never very successful. But but anyways, we we got to get into that because there's all these funny stories around that. But um, you know the guest because she's. Um, spoke to one of the co- or your, your cohort, Royal Roads, on the topic of resilience. Um, and she has uh, um, an amazing background experience, you know, written a book. And But what was interesting is um, when when I we invited her on, or I invited her on, uh, and she graciously accepted, you said, oh, my God, I really enjoyed, you know, this, you know, Marilyn's presentation. So, so what mm-hmm. spoke to you um, before we pull her in and and ask her to introduce herself. Yeah. So Marilyn spoke about the topic of resilience and I had heard Marilyn's name before because I know others who have been coached um, by her and I heard her name in the coaching world and she spoke on resilience and resilience is a topic that is near and dear to my heart and a topic that I have done a lot of self-reflection on. And I loved her webinar so much that I then went and researched her afterwards and found her book called How Absorbent Are Your Shocks? And I think I read it in one night. And then I went back and I did the, um, there was little like questions um, at the end of each, each chapter. And it, yeah, because resilience is one of these things that we need it. It's like, it's, it's, it's a necessity now. <laughs> and so how can we build it? How can we bring it out? How can it be something that is a daily practice? Um, and I love the car analogy that she uses in the book. And it, um, yeah, a lot of phenomenal takeaways in it. So I, yeah, when I saw her name pop up on the, who's going to be on the episode, I was like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, so and I, I didn't, I didn't make that connection. So it was really cool to hear that. So um, Marilyn and I have known each other for oh my god, I had a great hairline at the time uh, when, when we, um, I pre kids, pre, I mean, like it's just been a long journey. 
um, that we've been collaborating, working together and supporting each other. And I, I describe Marilyn as one of the, the founding coaches of Vision Coach because it was her and I on the road trying to educate and try to do our, in, you know, and having all the bumps along the way um, and flying down to Texas or no, so where, where do we, New Mexico, we go and do some work and she's now in Texas. Oh my God. Um, so Marilyn, um, thank you for joining us. Um, and that's for you to introduce yourselves to the listener because you will like my introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, free reign. I'm here in free reign. Yes. Uh, so I'm Marilyn Orr. I am a Canadian living in Texas. There's a bunch of us. Um, so um, known Dave, like you said, for a very long time. Um, so I've been a coach, a grad as well of Royal Roads University, been a coach for about 16 years now. Um, moved to Texas over seven years ago um, with my husband to build a wellness venue. Um, so we have a sustainable wellness venue on 20 acres of hill country outside of Austin, Texas, um, and still coach uh, very much full time. Uh, and then sometimes get to facilitate uh, wellness and corporate events as well as hosting weddings. And so kind of have a couple different hats that I wear. Um, and am very passionate still about resilience and emotional intelligence. I see those as connected and related fields. So, yeah. And quite active in the ICF as well, the International Coach Federation. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Got originally pulled you into that some, Dave. Got the chapter started in Atlanta, Canada. Oh, my God. Remember those days, bylaws and all that fun stuff? <laughs> Just shoot Dave if he ever has to do bylaws. <laughs> Painful. Like, I don't know. Let's just do it however we want to do it. No, no, we got governance. Why do we have to have rules? Uh, and then, yeah, past president here a number of years ago um, in the Austin, uh, Greater Austin chapter as well. Yeah, love ICF. And, and um, Marilyn has um, just like these clients uh, all over the world. And I know those clients we collaborate on, Marilyn, that just keep coming back. Can I work with Marilyn? I had a really interesting, just very recent experience where we're coaching um, a number of physicians and uh, through the New Brunswick Medical Society um, had put a pilot out and, and, and thought, well, uh, we'll see how, you know, how many physicians access this. We have a background, uh, Marilyn and I and others um, in vision coaching, coaching physicians. So we, we responded to the request and we, we were, you know, um, awarded as, as other, some other, a couple other vendors and just, you know, really happy to be doing that. And um, so Marilyn's been working with a number of the, of the physicians and, and just recently one, one came through in the last couple of days. And, um, <clears throat> and so, so I, w- I was looking at what she wanted to work on. I thought, I think, I think Marilyn would be like a perfect fit. And the way we do it is they do an intro call and decide if they want to work together and she got back and said, oh, my God, I looked at all the bios and I wanted to work with Marilyn. And, and she goes, <laughs> that was nice. Someone yeah. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I guess it was just a weird thing. You know, to, so that was really cool to hear. Um, that was it, super nice. You're, like the point I'm trying to make is very highly sought out as a coach. And, and, uh, and that's, that is always fun to, to, to just be a small, you know, part of and, and, or, or just to see it. And, mm-hmm. and just been a lot of fun. So. So let's mm, talk. Thanks, Dave. Let's talk resilience. Oh, and she's also really good at giving feedback. That's the other thing. <laughs> and, and 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 one of the and I use this and we use stories in terms of the stuff we've done together for years, really. Um, yep. And we would coach each other, and then we would give do all feedback the time. Our, <laughs> and I talk about uh, you know um, Johari's window, and and you know 
getting, you know, feedback is really important to reduce blind spots. And anyone that mm -hmm. has, isn't familiar with Johari Window is J-O-H-A-R-I. Look it up. It's a really good communication mm -hmm. model. Um, and this, the example I use is um, I gave a presentation once in Fredericton, uh, New Brunswick, and it was to a contact center, you know, like call center managers. And I got off and I said, uh, you know, it was about 500 people there or whatever, right? And I'm a, a, an uneasy speaker at the best of times. So I got off and I was like, oh, so relieved it was over. I said, Marilyn was, at, was oh, we had a booth and stuff. I said, Marilyn, like, so um, she goes, I go, how did it go? She goes, well, you, you know, you, you want some real feedback. I said, yeah, I'd love some feedback. And this is, she exposed, or she helped me um, recognize, or through this feedback, recognize a blind spot that I wasn't even, it was, it's a blind spot. Like, I didn't know. She said, well, you know, here's what went well. And do you a little nervous? Well, yeah. I said, well, um, you say you know a lot when you're nervous. And I was like, really? Like, I had no idea. I said, well, how many times? Hmm. Like, what do you mean? Why? I don't know. I probably quit counting it 30 times. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> but, but, but God love her for giving me that feedback, having the, yeah. you know, like, trusting me to take it and, and apply it. And it was like, it was so helpful. But I just, I use that example about, you know, if we don't have people around us. So I just, I just wanted to get so mm -hmm. Emily, she's, she'll give, she'll like, for example, <laughs> Why, why is that light so bad that you're in, in your camera, Dave, compared to Emily's? <laughs> so, um, Marilyn, I came down from Fredericton so I could, so, so Dave and I could do these, uh, these, these podcast recordings in person. Yeah. And because of all of our technical difficulties, we're not. You're not anyway. <laughs> we're in separate rooms. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In the same building or not? Yeah. Well, here, here, here's Emily, right? I could probably show you her, you know, like uh, here over there, but, but we can't be in this room because the echo and stuff, right? Oh. Yeah. So, Marilyn, where's, where's, mm -hmm. the, where's the feedback on this day five minutes late? I mean, how? Okay. Oh, boy. The stories. We could spend hours just doing Dave's stories. And, and maybe for the holidays, you know, resilience, laughter is part of resilience. So I think if we just do Dave's stories today and people laugh their heads off, we would be giving them a resilience gift. I'm just a thought. Okay. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk so I, <laughs> we are, Dave. We're making people laugh. Okay. So <laughs> I grew up in a military, Canadian military family. So it wasn't, Dave, you said like it, five minutes late, five minutes early. No, no, no. The thing is, you, you need to be, you'd be like an hour early before you're one minute late is the rule right oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so yeah Dave and I had a few of those you know and some last minute drives to the airport and uh... <laughs> oh, those, those, those are the people that stress me out <laughs> completely completely stressful and then they wonder why you're so stressed what's the big deal <laughs> Oh my God. For another time. Yeah, another time, another podcast. <laughs> so, oh gosh. Um, but you're, you're, you know, but you, you've had, you not only are, I mean, you appreciate resilience, it seems to me, anyways, um, mm -hmm. through, you know, a lot of what you personally have lived through, your lived experience. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, my story about you is about 
you wanting to see not, not see other people suffer maybe in ways that you had to to get to you know to where you yeah are. yeah I, you know I often and I'm when I'm talking about this will say you know is resilience do we become resilient through nature or near nurture and um I, I think regardless of how you get there it's only sustained by learning new ways of thinking new ways of behaving um new habits um and so uh to become an expert in resilience usually means you've gone through a lot of hard stuff so i mean that's not usually a fun path to get to a place where you can you know have bragging rights about being really resilient usually means you've gone through a lot but it also, you know, those hard things give you the opportunity to learn self-care, self-compassion, assertiveness, empathy. Um, so to me, it is, it's a lot of the emotional intelligence tools that support us, that allow us to have resilient practices in our life, whether those are cognitive resilient practices or behavioral or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. Well, me, and actually, this might be a good point to for people that aren't familiar with emotional intelligence, because a lot of people aren't, it's just mm -hmm. because I know that's, you know, and you talk about using combination. Um, and, yes. Um, and, you know, uh, you do a much better job of describing it than I do. So yeah. So in kind of really simple terms, emotional intelligence is the combination of skills we use to understand uh, ourselves, so self-awareness, emotionally as well. Um, and to know how to manage ourself, right? Impulse control, uh, emotional expression, um, and then also how to understand people around us. So social awareness, uh, empathy, um, and then manage relationships in effective ways um, and stress and problem solving management when emotions are part of the picture. So it's a, it's a lot of different factors, but you can see when I describe those, how much those are resilience topics mm. um, at the same time, right? Like if I don't have good impulse control and I'm like maybe reaching out, like, like lashing out when, as soon as I get upset, um, that's going to have this huge ripple effect on my ability to be well and impact my resilience, right? If my assertiveness is really low and I'm not able to voice what I need and ask to have my needs met um, and articulate that, that's going to impact my resilience. So yeah, they really are connected topics. Do you, do you speak about like when you talk about resilience, you bring emotional health? I didn't, I wasn't aware. I do. More and more over the years, Dave. I mean, it's not when I wrote my book, it's not the framework I looked at it through. Um, but the more I've, you know, so I'm now the central Texas rep for MHS, multi-health systems, which is the world's leader in emotional intelligence headquartered in Toronto. Um, so I've done a lot more deeper dives into emotional intelligence work. And I just, the more I do on that, the more connected these topics are for me. Emily, how does it, how does that, you know, you, you know a little bit about resiliency from some messy situations, right? And some life life experience yeah um, how does this resonate with you it uh, it really resonates and you know the thing of um when we're good at resilience it uh <laughs> it's not usually because of being put in in good situations but right. um how much i have really learned over the years we can build that resilience or i can build the resilience from the small things mm -hmm. that we don't give ourselves enough credit for the small things that we can get through in life and when you build those self affirmations during those small times 
then it is easier to handle when the bigger storms come your way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And even like when I kind of think back on your book and you were a, a psychologist before a master's in counseling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so would you have a, like, would you have written that book from a um, like counseling hat on or your coaching hat on? I would, I would say coaching hat. I would say that my therapist hat informed some of how I coach, uh, but absolutely with coach hat on. Yeah. And, and what's the reason for using that? Because, um, you know, a therapeutic relationship, we are, we are leaning on the therapist, rightly so. Um, I think a coach approach, and that's why I created a workbook is that these are tools you can use on your own. You are in control of using them. You you don't need someone else supporting you through that. Like um, you can build this resiliency in yourself, independent of a therapeutic relationship. Um, Therapeutic relationships are great. I, I have them off and on in my own life. I recommend them, but I think that the idea is that from a coach perspective, this is create actions, you know, I I can independently grow these muscles, resilience muscles. Um, And so to me, that's a coach approach, right? And, and assuming wellness and wholeness, not brokenness, Mm. right, as a foundation to where I'm building resilience from. Mm -hmm. It's distinction between, you know, the the different types, the different hats, like the therapists and the the coaching. Um, What I find interesting is, you know, the work that you gravitate towards um, and my understanding of it is both resilience and emotional intelligence. I know they're very highly interconnected. Uh, um, it, what I, what attracted me to the idea of emotional intelligence is when I learned probably through you that, um, that you can, you know, that you're not stuck with your emotional intelligence right. anymore. And, you know, right. cause I, you know, I, I would half jokingly say, I'm not really interested in finding out what my IQ is if it's kind of hardwired. Cause I, I, I don't know what, like, what good is that going to do? It's bad it's, news. What am I going to do about it? Exactly. It is you know, maybe a chance that it's not going to be like off the charts, but, you know, whatever your emotional intelligence is, you can yeah. grow and develop and similar to hundred percent. Right. Interesting. So the, what, how, like, what is it about that idea that you can build and grow and, and develop that muscle or muscles mm-hmm. that, that, you know, appealed to you? Probably I'll pick on one of the 15 scales that we measure in the EQI 2.0 tool, and that is assertiveness. So I grew up in a family where dad was a rageaholic, 100%. None of the rest of us were, quote unquote, allowed to be angry. So I had my own anger and any sense of even how I was feeling about something was so suppressed in order to survive childhood and life, um, that if you had measured my assertiveness level, my ability to articulate uh, what I needed, what I felt, um, would have, like, it probably wouldn't have even shown up on the chart, right? Um, Mid-20s, I, you know, through a series of crises and a really good friend that started really helping me Uh, discover my own emotions, emotional self-awareness, and grow my assertiveness. By the time I first took that assessment, Dave, remember way back, um, assertiveness was my highest score. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, right? Like if you'd known me, you know, 10 years before that, 
assertiveness would not have come to mind when you thought about Marilyn Orr, you know, not Marilyn Orr at the time, but um, so to me, that is like, if I can have assertiveness as my highest score, knowing who I was, knowing where I came from, knowing what my um, attitude was to how to survive in this world, be nice, never make anyone angry, you know, um, that speaks volumes and that also says guess what anyone can grow their emotional intelligence if if i can if that's my story we all have hope you you would uh, uh, i'm gonna let emily go here but i just uh, you, you told me a great it's one of the stories you remember right when you start mm, yeah um i did i did the canadian a very well uh, <laughs> it's but, nice to hear yeah, y'all <laughs> um, hey y'all <laughs> um but you told me this great story, I, I believe, and I don't know if I'm making it up, but I feel like you had this in, you know, it was, it was lying dormant within you. We talk about being a, a young girl and you're spraying. You know, can you tell that story? Because it's just- Oh, like, I'd love to tell that story. So we lived in Winnipeg uh, for the Canadians uh, listening to this. Um, and um, we had just this little house. We always lived off base, had this little house. And it was one of my jobs that I'd like to do was to water the flowers in the front yard. So I was mm, probably eight or nine years old, had long blonde hair, like all the way down to my waist, just this tiny little gentle little girl and I'm watering the flowers and this I can hear this biker coming down the street like you know I don't know if it was a Harley probably I, I in my dream it was a Harley um and it loud this guy all in black and he's coming down the street and first I just something snaps in me right and I just hose the guy I mean I just douse him from this garden hose I mean and he like screeches to a halt, right? And he turns around and you can tell he's like gonna let me have it. And then there's this complete like, what the heck is going on? There's this sweet little girl. I'm sure I was looking completely mortified. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Um, and he just, he just shakes his head. He's like, I don't know what that was. But I'm, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> and off he goes. And I'm like, was probably more stunned than he was that that happened. So what, I mean, and, you know, what do you, I mean, in, in all the reflection you've done on that one, yeah. you, what, what, oh, did that, yeah. what was happening there for you? Oh my gosh, it's so much repressed anger, Dave, and, um, you know, just my emotions and who I was not, you know, was, I was not growing up in a safe house. Um, it was not a place where my emotions mattered or I could have control or power. Or, um, mm. And I think I just saw a moment where I could have a little control for a minute and took it. <laughs> Thankfully didn't get beat up as a result. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think to me later processing it was like, wow, that little girl, you know, was living with a lot of stuff like that to me was just a quite a picture of how much was I was having to suppress to survive childhood, right? Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. 
We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Wow. What, what, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, I, um, I actually just kind of like wrote that down actually in my little notebook here of, mm-hmm. for me for things for me to kind of journal about later was, was suppressed. And it, um, you know, cause for me, my childhood, I certainly like unhealthy situations and mm-hmm. did not speak in elementary school, like to the point that I had to go to speech therapy because my teacher did not think I could speak where yeah. my mom was like, no, she speaks, <laughs> like, but at school I wouldn't. And yeah. then as I became into a teenager and a young adult and this assertiveness would kind of come up in me and it was like oh whoa like where who is that but when we can yeah start to uncover those areas of suppression um right. and right. kind of yeah grow more into that assertiveness that is already innately in us this shift yeah. that um that are changed yeah in it for sure what um because like i've like read a lot on resilience and um, like perseverance with me and my accidents and all kinds of things that I've been through. And what would you say is the difference between yeah, resilience and perseverance? Mm. Um, I think perseverance is, you know, putting the next foot in front of the other, right. That I'm just going to keep pressing through. I would say resilience is all the tools that can help us on that persistent journey, right? So resilience to me includes um, healthy friendships. Resilience includes a really self-compassionate attitude. So I would say resilience forms, you know, maybe as the container that allows us within it to persevere. So um, if I don't have those resilience tools, that container, um, my ability to persevere is going to be like drastically reduced I don't know if that fits for you and and your concepts what do you think yeah no it 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 does and I didn't kind of really have like a necessarily like a a concept but it's like I I quite often hear people say like just persevere just persevere and it's Uh, like are you actually dealing with the stuff that's coming your way like if I persevered through a lot of stuff there'd be a lot of suppressed exactly yeah yeah and the other thing like you know my analogy in the book I I talk about you you know you've got a gas tank right and if your tank's on empty your tank's on empty right so um I like to say to clients so to use in a New Brunswick thing if your tank's empty right it doesn't matter if you want to drive from St. John to Sussex or you want to drive from St. John to Montreal your tank's empty so no amount of just saying, I'm going to persevere. I'm just going to drive to Sussex anyway. This is not going to get you there. Um, so I think the things that we do for resilience to, 
fill our tank, to refuel, um, allow us to persevere. And that means processing emotion. That means journaling. That means you know, whatever it is, uh, depending on the situation, in order to be able to persevere in a healthy way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, you know, it, it, well, so... Like, it, I mean, it's that reflection that I'm hearing that's so critical in, in, and then taking some sort of action, right? Yes. To, to build. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm listening to you. I'm thinking of your counseling background. I mean, that's where some of that would probably come, be really beneficial from a, for, for supporting a client, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. Maybe understanding some of that, but then, but then using your coaching skills to then support right. what's next. Is that, would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the counseling background maybe gives me insight into the layers that might be happening that um, we need to tap into, even with the coach hat on. We can, I always, in my opinion, um, and, and maybe partly because of my background, I think we can cover just about any topic that you would cover in counseling with a coach hat on. Now, there's going to be a few exceptions, and there's going to be times where it's not appropriate to cover them in the coaching framework, or you might not be the person uh, to do that, but I think it's not necessarily about the topic. Um, So, you know, for sure, I'm a proponent of, you know, coaches knowing when to send someone to, to a therapist that I'm not saying that at all. That's totally true. But I think my awareness of the layers of emotion and suppression and all of those things help inform the questions I ask in coaching. Sure. Sure. Um, well, one of your famous questions is, uh, you know, you describe a situation. Okay, well, how's that working for you? And it's yeah. like, yeah, bugger yeah. off, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> not, but I don't want to think about that. <laughs> or, we used you know, to get pretty sick of coaching each other. I mean, to be like, oh, no, I'm driving to Fredericton with Dave again. He's going to coach me the whole way there. I'm going to have this big to-do list. <laughs> but then it'd be like revenge time on the way back. I'm going to coach Dave now. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, we did. That was true. Like, I mean, because those were early days, right? I mean, for for us, even in even this part of the world, um, you know, a lot. And I still think it. I don't know if you. What do you guys both think? I mean, it feels like it's still early days in coaching, even now. I mean, there's a there's a better appreciation for it and understanding, and um, but I still feel like there's a lot of people that don't like. We're having this conversation, and it's important to you know help define what these things are because it's it's they're you know these are words they're used interchangeably at times. Yeah. And I think too, even the term executive coach, I had a client, potential client reach out to me the other day and he said, well, I'm not an executive. So I don't really think, and it's like, no, coaching is coaching. Right. It doesn't matter like what the context of it is. Coaching is coaching. It's that, it's that Mm -hmm. approach. And um, yeah, Marilyn, my mom, she has her master's in counseling. And so I have like grown up talking about feelings it is so I love it normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome seeing and learning more of the difference between the mm. two and yeah uh, yeah you know I I think for me even having gone through so much therapy in my life and like my mom mm-hmm. has now referred me out like she's she's done <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious getting so comfortable just yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And that's, um, it's a great book. I don't know. I always have books handy for these kind of talks, but um, I don't know if you guys have come across Mark Brackett yet. 
um, this is a book. Uh, so he um, is in our field of emotional intelligence, right? So he's a director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. And um, he's doing a lot of work in the school systems, but it's this idea of permission to feel mm. um, and even just giving us language and um, frame of reference for emotions. Um, he's got an app called the Mood Meter, but you know, I think that whole, so this is often one I get my clients reading um, because I think we've shut, you know, societally uh, and especially for guys, we've encouraged a shutting down of emotions and um, really so we don't even that. have the vocab. What's that, I Dave? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> How do you feel about this topic, Dave? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say this. So, I mean, uh, and I have a, uh, an opinion, um, you know, based on experience and may or may not be accurate, but I don't feel like um, we have a, um, a society that helps build emotional intelligence in boys necessarily um, right. or, or expression of emotion. Um, and that's, that is, as, you know, as tragic as, you know, the repression of women in my, in my own. It is. Yeah. Absolutely is. Because mm-hmm. then you, you put these these, you know, you know, assuming you have there's a heterosexual relationship, you got these two, two genders together that have this experience in trying to figure each other out, and it's like, it, and, and I, I was lucky because I, I grew up, um, and my mother was uh, had a master's in social work, yeah, you know, and just had this really, you know, kind of healthy way of helping us express ourselves, but still, yeah, you know, that didn't happen when you played hockey, and it didn't happen right. on the playground or when you got older. You know, and, and it was, it took, it takes a while to, to almost kind of beat that out of yourself, right? That mm-hmm. idea of, well, I'm not going to let them know how I'm feeling and, you know, right. uh, and being vulnerable and those sorts of things. So, yeah. um, so that's, it's important work, you know, um, do you, uh, so we should, we should make like, we're, we're going to naturally do this, but um, how do people want to like learn more about your, your uh, book, want to learn about more of your workshops, stuff you do, you as a coach, how do they find mm-hmm. Yeah, so a couple ways. So I am on LinkedIn, Marilyn Orr. Um, I am part of the Vision Coaching team. So my bio is up there. Um, my own company in Texas is Capacity BC, B's and Bob, C's and Cat, CapacityBC.com. Um, and my book is available on Amazon, um, as it's probably where you got it, Emily. I'm not sure where you ordered it, but um, How Absorbent Are Your Shocks is the workbook. Um, and I'm happy to do lots of speaking, coaching around it. Um, I do often coaching um, around emotional intelligence. So having your assessment done, we can work on resilience and emotional intelligence as a package uh, as part of that. Uh, lots of ways to support you in, on that journey. Awesome. Um, yeah. Actually, Emily, have you done your emotional, uh, emotional intelligence assessment? I don't think so. <clears throat> no. So can I can I put this out there that um like I like to sponsor that from Vision Coaching. Oh, and, and nice. And, yeah, I would love that. And a debrief from Marilyn. Um, and, Great. And, and it's it's amazing. It's it's really quite brilliant. And so what Marilyn will do, like she does, you know, she mentioned her, her work on her own. She supports Vision Coaching and uh, many many of Vision's clients. And then she'll also like if, um, for example, I'm working with a client. And then and there, there's a need for emotional intelligence assessment, or there's, you know, that's, there's an opportunity. Maybe I would say more, more kind of a better way to put it. Um, we'll use Marilyn, any coach for that matter. We'll use Marilyn. She'll, she'll run the assessment because she's got the certification um, and the experience, and then, she, then she will debrief, like in, in this case, my client or whoever's client, 
um, and with the coach present, so you can help mm-hmm. you know, use that. And uh, yeah, we got some amazing stories of of, of people just um, you know getting that baseline and saying, "I want to, I want to yeah. change this or that." And so, um, so anyways, if you're open to that, I would love that. The, Yay! Let's do it, Emily. I'll now scratch you off my list of people who need to buy me Christmas presents. <laughs> there you go. That's my Christmas present to you. I love we it. Should, we're not supposed to timestamp these, right, John? Yeah. So you can't leave it. <laughs> it's not Christmas, is it? Uh, I know I haven't bought any presents yet. <laughs> Better not be Christmas then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. This is a month of New Year, so I, I won't be in trouble uh, at home. Um, so, okay. So the other thing I was hoping you could you we talked about assertiveness, right? And um, you have a particular way of describing it that I've used uh, subsequently, um, because a lot of times I think there's confusion. What does that? What does it actually mean? And and then how, how does that? How does that tie into being aggressive or passive? And right. I, you know. And, and so for any clients who are going to hear you explain it, um, <laughs> please know that I try my best to explain it in the way that I remember That's hysterical. <laughs> So I see um, healthy assertiveness as this place where you are really able to clearly know, number one, and articulate, number two, what you think, feel, believe, your values, um, in a way that doesn't minimize yourself, right, that's important, and doesn't harm others, might offend them, you might find my views on gun control offensive um but it doesn't harm you um so that that's so i i like to think of a scale for assertiveness and i put healthy assertiveness at a zero and then i'd say so what does unhealthy look like so real if i said i'm really assertive to me that means i'm a zero i'm really good at articulating in a healthy way If I go off balance and I go up to a plus five, that's aggression. So aggression and aggressive behavior is where I don't really care how it impacts you. I'm going to tell you what I think, what I feel, what I want, what I need. Uh, And if it harms you, oh, well, too bad. Um, So that's plus five. Minus five is passive, where I am I'm so concerned about not harming or offending other people that I really want to be liked and I don't want to rock the boat that I really minimize my needs, what I feel, what my opinion is. And that's where I started life. Right. Um, And so that's, that's the balance. So it's that healthy place in the middle. And uh, lately I've been doing a lot of work with a colleague on the intersection of healthy, and I think you would have heard this a little bit probably at Royal Roads in my talk, Emily, Mm -hmm. empathy um, is on a similar scale in my mind. So if I am, if I'm off on empathy, if, if if I've got it out of proportion, um, then I'm going to be a rescuer, I'm going to be just always uh, looking at what you need and trying to fix it for you and not uh, in balance with what I need. Um, Or if empathy is too low, then, you know, it's going to be all about me. So these two scales, Dave, and this is work we haven't done together because it's just in the last couple of years, this colleague and I have been really playing with these concepts. Um, Empathy and assertiveness really working with each other at the right balance level, powerful combination. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, I certainly, you know, I wasn't familiar with the, the empathy scale, but the, uh, mm -hmm. I did actually um, explain correctly when I talked about the assertive. Good work. <laughs> now I got, I got a, there's a few wrinkles that I can add to it now that you just explained to uh, probably for the 20th time. Um, but it's like, it's, um, I think it's a really great way to, to help people understand, you know, what actually, you know, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to reference a couple conversations I've had with John Viev, who's listening in. He's quite assertive. Like she'll say, well, wait a sec, you know, are, are you considering our needs, you know, my needs, and, you know, and, 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 good. and really good at it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, sorry, John Viev. No, we That's awesome. Or whatever. So, but I, I can, but what's really helpful for me, and, and you're the same way, Marilyn, but like in my, my in our relationships with both you and, and John Viev, and I'm sure Emily would be the same way. Is always know where I stand too. Right, right. That's that's nice because if someone is too passive, mm -hmm. you probably go like you're trying to understand like did I defend like did something happen? Oh, right. no. And it's like, um, right. or I don't need someone saving me all the time. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, yeah. you know, I do being capable or all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, but I, it's just something to consider, right? Because then, mm -hmm. then people around you know what to expect from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it starts with, you know, where I had to start with was I didn't even know for me, I, I had to build that first foundation of self-awareness, right? What do I feel? How do I think about that? What is, you know, what are my, yeah, that was so suppressed, right? That I couldn't articulate it because I didn't even know what I was feeling. I, I met you long after you went through that. Yes, you did. I was more <laughs> assertive than that by the time you met me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I like, was shocked that it was my highest. I have to say that when I took the assessment, I'm like, what do you mean it's my highest? <laughs> well, in a way, it's not surprising, or at least in the way I know you, because you just you're like, well, I need to tell you something, and I'm like, what did I? Oh, do? Here we go. <laughs> you started that, Dave, because one of the the smartest thing I think we did in our relationship. Yeah. was to sign a psychological agreement with each other many years ago before vision coaching even started other work we did together and um, we just laid a foundation right of i'm committing to an honest healthy relationship with you and um i i still think of that many yeah. times a year like that's that I, I was brilliant that, Marilyn. And, it, and what it basically is is a is an experience in Genevieve that that maybe we shall go through together, you know, if we're going to work together right. is, um, is it's, you know, you, you answer questions uh, about the relationship independently and you come together and you actually go through them, uh, each question, like, um, you know, where do I see conflict coming up? Where do you, you know, where do you, where do I show up really well? Where do, you know, and you can design it in certain ways, but I've used that with uh, a number of clients and mm -hmm. it's, it's, I mean, think like we, we think of our like 20, 20 years we've known each other, Marilyn, mm -hmm. I mean, there's been, Divorce, marriage. Yeah, that's death, right. Been children yep. born. You know, been couch surfing, people. immigration crises, and oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the, I know we, we got to close out here, but I, the other thing is really interesting is is uh, we talked about vision earlier, right? And I I, right. I always think of you as really really um, exceptional having a vision and of where you want to be and what you want to do. And Emily, along the way, Marilyn will share some things with me, and you know, I'm like, I just don't see how that's going to happen. And then, you know, rightly so. And, and we have a story we use in the coaching skills class about about um, you know having an agenda and, and being open, non-judgmental, and 
And unfortunately, I was the person not being open and mental. And anyway, I mean, every time and I, I hit my targets, by the way, just oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's even, right? But like, you know, one of the one was like immigration, but you were like, you know, I just, you know, the wellness center in Texas, Emily, Maryland couldn't even get across the border at this point. And I'm like, <laughs> I think they are stopping you at the border. But she had the immigration lawyers and everything. And I was like, I'm in my head. I'm like, I don't, don't even think that. Cause like, she will, she'll do it. And it was like, but at the time I was just like, that's the craziest thought. Like, how could she think that? Like she can't get, she can't go to Maine. How is she, <laughs> how is she gonna build a place in Texas? <laughs> okay, you know, how? You know, you know, you were, there was a lot of things going on in that stage of your life. But I remember like thinking, yeah, she'll probably do it. So I just wanted to cover that today. <laughs> yeah, you never told me that, Dave. Thank well, you. <laughs> I, I, no, because I was, so what I, so my growth was in our relation, knowing you has really helped me in, in life in general is, is just, who am I to count someone out? Like, no, right. like, don't count me out either, by the way. And, right, and, right. And, 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 like, let's, but let's talk about how that's going to happen, right? And there's a bodybuilding right. story, Emily, that <laughs> Yeah, it's incredible. Like, so, so, so vision for you, I like I, that's my articulation. I don't know. Is that the way you see it, or how, how do you, you know, set set that intention for yourself, and 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 um, and then you, you know, and, the, and how you achieve it. It's funny, eh? Because even when you said that you see me as a visionary, I'm like, I, it's not the word I'd use. Um, what word would you use? It's just. It's just what I'm going to do. I mean, that's all. It's just like, I got an idea. I think it's a good idea. So let's just do it. So I don't know. Marilyn, the characteristics that I'm seeing in you that are in me, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is. Uh... I love it. Woohoo! is nodding her head at that. See a few parallels? No, that's probably that's probably yeah i could see that i can that's see, cool yeah. i like it i'm getting to Emily better and hearing more it's interesting so but it you know and it's what's really informing is you know, from a coach perspective um about you know i'm going through things where you maybe quietly counted someone out in your mind um mm-hmm. it, it starts to show up right so i just yeah. you now it just becomes an awareness like uh i don't see how she's going to do that but it's like oh well, let's talk about how she thinks she's going to do that or he or whatever, mm-hmm. or me, mm-hmm. you know, how I feel mm-hmm. like I'm going to achieve X, Y, or Z. And yeah. then if they, you know, it's called, I don't know what I call it reality testing. If they can lay out the plan and, you know, knowing that it's going to adjust and shift and ebb and flow right. that, and it seems like, you know, then, then I feel like, um, okay, well, why, why, why couldn't you do that? Um, it's just, that, just that you had the U S government. We didn't want you in the country. <laughs> That's right. That took a little convincing. <laughs> I think it's great, Dave, when we take it back to coaching, right? It's, um, it's that um, I don't need to know all the how my client's going to do it. I just need to believe, you know, and still ask the questions and do the check-ins, but I need to believe and help them know how they're going to do it. Um, and it's a great humbling reminder that I, there's going to be parts of this that are way beyond my scope as a coach. Um, that's okay. Like it's not my dream, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and and you're that's good. I'm glad that's a new one. I, yeah, it's about them building you, me building that plan for ourselves and for theirs. You know, yeah, yeah, building that plan for as we know. Um, yeah, 
but, but it's hearing that plan and then, you know, and I think appropriately challenging it so someone can- Absolutely. Obstacles and, oh yeah, maybe, you know, maybe uh, the fact that I got to drop my kids off at daycare and I put my workout time at the same time to achieve my fitness goal, that might right. not work, you know, as an- Yeah, example. yeah. And even just the, and what will it cost you questions, mm-hmm. right? Like for sure, building a wellness venue in Texas has not all been easy. Trust me. I right. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my strength and my downside is just like this, like, yeah, we can do this. You know, I'm sure if we brought Bill in, <laughs> he might be like, what were we thinking? <laughs> I love that. Marilyn, I was actually in um, the Texas Hill Country probably eight years ago now for a triathlon training camp. Yeah, and uh, about an hour north of Austin. And I loved it. Isn't it pretty? Yeah, so pretty. Oh, that's cool. Next time you come, (laughs) we have to get together. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's a destination for our family when we can travel again and do that fun stuff good um, good but um so we're at the end any final thoughts from you Marilyn uh just uh what a pleasure and you know I think we're all I would say we're all resilience experts we may not use that frame but we've all learned the muscles and especially COVID has kind of taught us all that wow we're more resilient than we thought we could be um so I would just say intentionality is probably the best tool around resilience is is know that you can grow it but putting intention to it doing it on purpose finding those ways to grow your emotional intelligence um is absolutely should be a lifelong journey for all of us awesome. mm. take, what about you takeaways for you emily yeah on the resilience topic about how it is in all of us and it can be grown and that it really is a reflection in how we think about ourselves, how we view ourselves, and then the action that we take to it. And, and that it's, uh, yeah, to keep growing on it, to keep working on it, because trials, yeah. tribulations, they're going to come, it's inevitable. Yes. In life. But when we can yeah. have the skill sets to then be able to handle them, how much easier those road trips to Texas are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My, my takeaway is, uh, is all the road rash that you and I have over 20 years of, you know, <laughs> trying all these things and, and, uh, and what's, and, and that we've preserved a friendship as a result and this many years later. And, and it, yeah, I do, I, I think it, the underpinnings of that, I believe that like you brought it up, but I totally agree. It was the, the elements of the psychological contract or agreement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I agree. Um, yeah. Really cool thing to do. So, well, I'm so glad, like I've been meaning mean to have you on here for a long, quite some time. Um, and you now we got two coaches um, doing some, you know, co-hosting at this, you know, this kind of juncture. So it just seemed like the perfect time to, to have a conversation with coaching and all these things. Well, and thank uh, you for the invite. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I really, you know, anyone listening, you should absolutely check out capacity building uh, coaching or whatever the URL yep. will be mm-hmm. up in the notes. And then, and then I look forward to hearing your experience, Emily, when uh, Marilyn walks you through the emotional intelligence. Yeah, yeah great. For that. Yeah. Thank you. Actually, and John, if you want to do one too, it could be your Christmas gift if you're interested. Ooh, Christmas presents. Yep. But not really Christmas. Not really Christmas because oh, we yeah, don't for, mention for, time. For, and, no, but uh, 
yeah. for 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ahead in the future. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, like because it's it's a it's a it's a really cool experience. Well, it's very funny because I know I give Dave a hard time every time I pop on and make fun of him for not knowing the ending of, of everything we say. Uh, but this podcast is one of my favorite things as far as work that I do because of that relationship with Dave and Greg and other yeah. co-hosts. Because it is a very open environment and you are okay with when I say things like, hey, you forgot to make me the co-host. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you just roll with it. <laughs> He's good at receiving feedback. <laughs> Every time receiving feedback. And one of these days, he's going to master this part right here, which is telling people that if they want to find out more, more about The Boiling Point is to head over. No, he won't. Uh, head over to theboilingpointpodcast.com. Uh, you can find all of our different conversations there. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on all your favorite platforms. You can like, share, subscribe, and you can watch these lovely videos so that you get Dave's reactions to us making fun of him on Facebook and YouTube. And, and Marilyn, we have Chief Justice uh, Ron Vale on next. Um, you talk, do. Uh, talk about um, alternative, alternative dispute resolution and, and, uh, and, and his um, understanding of using coaching skills to uh, keep people out of the court system. There's so many great stories with, with <laughs> that uh, Chief Justice that I hope get included. <laughs> Some of them. I told him I wouldn't embarrass him, so, because <laughs> he said he, 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 I don't know, he's probably seen me or something, so I, I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> oh, that's uh, wonderful. That's wonderful. Enjoy Texas, y'all. Thank you, y'all. Thanks so much. Thank it's been fun. What a pleasure. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Boiling Point Podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite listening platform. To find out more, head to our website at boilingpointpodcast.com. You can connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. To find out more about Dave Vale's work, head over to visioncoachinginc.com. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out our next conversation. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.